Hello everyone. Greetings from Sudha Omashankar's Story Corner. And we are on to our 33rd episode today, in which I am going to tell you the Sura Samharam story. Now this story is about Kartigeya, the warrior god and the commander-in-chief of the celestial army, the son of Shiva and Parvati, who vanquished an Asura called Surapadman. And this is celebrated as a festival in many parts of South India. So let's get on with the story. In ancient times, the Devas and Asuras were forever at war and often it was the Asuras who were defeated. After one such crushing defeat, an Asura king named Akirsen went to his daughter, Maya, a sorceress, and confided, the Devas are victorious again. What a shame! Oh, don't worry, father. I will teach them a lesson. She consoled him. And then she took the form of a beautiful woman and went to the forest where the sage Kashyap sat deep in meditation. She hatched a plan in her head and said to herself, I will marry this sage and have children more powerful than the Devas. Her magic chained the place into a very pretty garden where she danced and sang melodiously. After a while, when the sage looked up, she beseeched him to let her serve him as his wife. How can I refuse you, noble maiden, said sage Kashyap. And so he and the Asura princess lived happily in the forest. And soon a son was born, and he was named Surapadman. Oh, my mighty Surapadman, you will be lord of the three worlds, she cooed. Later, Maya gave birth to two more sons, Simamoka and Taraka. By now, she was all excited. I can't wait for the day when you three will conquer the Devas and make them our slaves, she said to them. Now, the virtuous sage was totally ignorant of her designs. So when the boys came of age, he informed them that he was going away and asked them to take care of their mother, lead a virtuous life and be devoted to the Lord. Their mother told the boys that it was time to propitiate Lord Shiva and obtain boons that would make them invincible. The three left home and performed severe penance to win the grace of Lord Shiva, but their efforts did not bear fruit initially. 
Surapadman, the eldest, jumped into the sacrificial fire in desperation. But Lord Shiva himself soon appeared and saved him from the leaping flames and asked Surapadman why he was sacrificing himself. Lord, I want to be master of the universe and want a body that will not perish, asked Surapadman. No one can have an immortal body, but you will be invincible and rule the universe for a long time. You shall not be defeated by any power except mine, said Lord Shiva. Their egos bloated with the boon, the three brothers returned home and told their mother about it. At last, my dream will come true, said Maya. Yes, Ma, we don't have to fear anyone. We will soon drive the Devas out of heaven, promised the boys. And they set about ravaging kingdom after kingdom. En route, they came to Devaloka. There, in the fierce battle that followed, the Devas were routed and taken captive. Ha, ha, ha! How does it feel to be in bondage, O Indra, king of the Devas? And why? You look so deflated, they teased. What should we do with them, brother? They asked Surapadman. We will make them our slaves. Indra will be our fisherman, Vayu our sweeper, and Surya will make a fine ball for our children. A brilliant idea! <laughs> they laughed. Surapadman soon had a magnificent city built by Vishwakarma, the architect of the Devas. He called it Mahendrapuri and he made it his capital. The Devas, meanwhile, were lamenting their fate and decided to go visit Shiva, who was now married to Parvati after the immolation of Sati, his earlier wife and they wanted to seek his intervention. Shiva was more compassionate and likely to listen now, they felt. So they went to Kailash and told Shiva that drunk with power, the mean Asuras have made them their slaves and imprisoned Jayanta, son of Indra. How long can we suffer in humiliation? They said in anguish, Be patient. Your miseries will soon end because their days are numbered, said Shiva. Then Shiva assumed a form with six faces from which six divine sparks shot forth, dazzling the devas with their splendor. The child born out of these sparks will slay the Asuras, said Shiva, who then 
reassumed his original form. He then asked Vayu and Agni to carry the sparks to Ganga. She will carry them to the Sharavana on the Udaya mountain. Agni and Vayu flew with the sparks to Ganga and told her that Shiva had asked for her to carry the same to the Sharavana, the reed forests on the Udaya mountain. As soon as Ganga brought them into the Sharavana, the sparks turned into six babies. Later, six celestial nymphs called the Kritikas happened to pass by. Newborn babies, six of them, one for each of us, they squealed and the Kritikas began to cuddle and hug the infants. The Devas came on the scene a little later, followed by Shiva and Parvati. Shiva's children, my children, said Parvati. And as she stepped closer, the babies merged into one. Soon an argument erupted. He is my son. I held the sparks, said Agni. No, Agni, he is mine. I brought him to this forest, said Ganga. He was in, born in my forest of reeds. He is my son, said the goddess of the forest. But we are the ones who nursed him, O goddess of the forest. He is our son, said the Kritikas. Peace, peace, peace. As Parvati's son, he will be Skanda. And as son of the goddess of the forest, he will be Sharavana. As a son of the Kritikas, he will be known as Kartigeya. And as Ganga's son, he is Kumara. As Agni's son, he is Mahasena. And as mine, Guha, said Shiva. With all the six heads fused into one baby now, Kartigeya was like any other child. Soon, nine divine beings emerged from the lakes. These are your Ganas. Veerabahu and his companions, said Shiva to Kartigeya. After the Devas had worshipped Lord Kartigeya, Shiva took him to his own abode at Mount Kailash. While at Kailash, one day, Lord Shiva said to Parvati, The time has come for Kartigeya to subdue Taraka, Simhamukha and Surapadman. But he is just a child, my lord, and they are mighty warriors, she pleaded. Yes, but he is the child with the divine's spark. Besides, his ganas will go with him, replied Shiva. He summoned Kartikeya and Virabahu and asked them to get ready to attack Surapadman and his brothers. When the preparations were completed, Shiva told Kartigeya, You shall lead the Devas to victory. Crush the Asuras and liberate the Devas. Here is the matchless veil, your spear. May success be yours. 
armed with the spear, Kartigeya set out in pursuit of the Asuras. After he had covered some distance, an Asura in the form of a mountain called Kraunchā stopped him and said, You will have to face me, young boy, before you proceed further. But without uttering a word, Kartigeya hurled the spear at him and Kraunchā was destroyed. When the news reached Taraka, he was very, very angry and he said in disbelief, Kraunchā destroyed by a little boy, let us go and size him up. And when he came face to face with the youngster, Kartigeya told him not to misuse the weapons granted to him. Release the devas and you and your brothers will be forgiven. How dare you, you impudent boy! Get away before I kill you, said Taraka, and raised the weapon given to him by Lord Shiva. After Taraka had exhausted all his weapons, Kartigeya said, Now, Taraka, let me try the one I have. Victory to Shiva! Kartigeya's spear found its mark with ease. Tarakasura was slain right then and there and there was jubilation all around. Later, Kartigeya held a discussion with Virabahu and said that the death of Tarakasura might have brought his brothers to their senses. So he asked Virabahu to go as his envoy to Surapadman and ask him to stop persecuting the Devas. Virabahu soon reached Surapadman's capital, but before that he wanted to see Jayanta, who was held a prisoner. Virabahu changed himself into a tiny insect and flew into the city. In the prison he told Jayanta that Tarakasura was dead and that Kartigeya would soon rescue him. And then he flew into Surabhatman's court and changed his form. When he reached the court of Surabhatman, he found that there was a throne that was set up for him. This must be the work of Kartigeya, he thought. Surapadman asked Virabahu who he was. I am Kartigeya's messenger said Virabahu proudly. What? Kartigeya, the boy who slew my mother, brother? Yes, very much. Lord Kartigeya wants you to release Jayanta and stop torturing the Devas. If you don't, you will meet the same fate as your brother, said Virabahu. A mere child dares to threaten me? I will finish him, said Surapadman. Then there was an uneasy silence. Sounding a word of caution, Simamoka said, Realize that this child Kartigeya is no ordinary child because he has slain Kraunchā 
and Taraka. Therefore, I suggest you release the prisoners, Surapadman. Coward, retorted Surapadman angrily. Brother, it is unfortunate that wisdom is often mistaken for cowardice. By speaking out, I have done my duty. Now it is up to you to decide what you want to do. I will go by it. It will be war, said Surapadman. Meanwhile, Virabahu, who had reached Kartigeya's camp, updated him. It is of no use, Kartigeya. Surapadman wanted to capture me too. Well, we shall meet them in battle. Let us prepare to march to Mahendrapuri, announced Kartigeya. When his army reached Mahendrapuri, Surapadman sent his son Banukopan to subdue them. Banukopan fell upon Deva's army. On the second day of the battle, Kartigeya invited him. Come, Banukopan, for today. You may not return home. I certainly won't. Not till I have killed every one of you, retorted Banukopan. Virabahu rushed at him and they fought long and hard. And at last, Banukopan fell and the Asuras fled in panic. This shook up Surapadman. Save us, Simamuka, he pleaded. And Simamuka promised to do his best. The next day, Simamuka led the attack. The armies of the Devas reeled under his attack. Then Simamuka sent a missile, which wound itself around Virabahu, his brother, and the rest of the army, and he hurled them far, far away from the battlefield. But Kartikeya, meanwhile, had sent several missiles to counter the move. Then turning his attention to Simamuka, he reminded him not to misuse the powers acquired by him. Have you come here to preach or fight? asked Simamuka. After a fierce battle, Kartigeya hurled the Indrayuda, the thunderbolt, at Simamukha, and Simha fell. Your weapon has shattered my ego. I see you in all your glory. O oh Lord, bless me, said Simamukha. And the merciful Kartigeya blessed Simamukha, saying, you shall serve Goddess Kali as her vehicle. The next day, Surapadman himself led the Asuras to the battlefield. We must defeat Kartigeya. Show your mettle today, he urged his army. And when he came face to face with Kartigeya, the latter threw him a poser. Mercy or doom? 
choose, Surapatman, said Kartikeya. Impudent child, I have come to silence you once and for all, said Surapatman. And then the two foes met. Surapadman soon realized that this boy was not as raw as he seemed. He fights like a serious, seasoned warrior. I will have to resort to sorcery. That is the only way to quell him. And the next moment he showed up, all the dead Asuras on their feet, and Surapadman up in the sky as a chariot. My brave Asuras are up again, Kartikeya. Save yourself now, he challenged. This Astra will take care of your Asuras and this of your chariot, replied Kartikeya as he hurled a spear. The next moment, Surapadman's chariot came towards Kartikeya and he hopped into it and thanked him for providing him with an excellent chariot. I'll change my form and attack him, decided Surapatman. And he assumed the form of a huge bird and charged at Kartikeya, who in retaliation used Indra in the form of a peacock as his mount and lashed at him. But Surapatman escaped in the nick of time and took the form of a tree. Kartikeya used his spear and cut the tree into two, Surapadman emerged from there in his natural form. He threatened to crush Kartikeya with his bulk and charged towards him menacingly, threatening to crush him underfoot. Quick as lightning, Kartikeya hurled a spear at him and Surapadman fell. A great change came over him. Lord, pardon me. I repent for all my evil acts. I now seek refuge in you. Kartikeya looked at the fallen Asura with compassion. Surapadman, repentance washes away all one's sins. You shall henceforth serve as my vehicle and also as my emblem. And then Surapadman assumed two forms, one of a peacock to serve as a vehicle to Kartikeya and another of a cock to adorn Kartikeya's flag. And he humbly bowed in complete reverence. And this brings us to the end of the Sura Samharam story. Thank you for listening and see you soon. Bye-bye.